Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. But I want to get into a case I've been involved in that also involves a statute uh, that I was involved in getting passed. And uh, that involves self-defense immunity. And what we mean by that, and this is a, a really important issue, is it deals with civil liability, that is, the ability to get sued or the vulnerability of getting sued and someone collecting damages from you in a civil lawsuit if you simply defend yourself. And listen, I've been involved in you know a lot of training, not only as an instructor, but as a student. And uh, I've been to uh, dozens of classes. I remember going to out to... Uh, a training facility out outside Vegas, out in the desert in Pahrump, Nevada, called Front Sight. And it, it's sort of imploded since then. I think they're trying to reorganize. But at any rate, if you went out there, there were a number of series, uh, a number of lectures that they had you uh, attend as part of the training out there. And one, and, and I, I've heard this thing three or four times, was defending battles two and three. And I remember seeing that title. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Now we're talking about defending ourselves against multiple bad guys. Uh, what are we talking about here? But when you go to this, this training session, this lecture, it's taught by a police officer, which I don't know uh, was the best choice. I think it, I should have been by a defense attorney, but maybe that's my that's my egocentrism speaking there. But it was uh, the one. The ones I too went to were uh, conducted by a, a police officer, and he, he said, "Listen, let's say you have an encounter on the street where you're forced to use force to defend yourself, or even deadly force to defend yourself, to defend your family, or you're forced to defend your home with force, including deadly force. You know, winning the battle against the bad guy, what may turn out to be a gunfight." Winning battle number one is just battle number one. What we're now going to talk about is winning battles two and three. So that was the context of the title of this thing. And it went on to say your first thing to be concerned about is whether you're going to be criminally prosecuted. And he talked about, you know, what I've talked about, which is you know, certainly in parts of the country that you're under more risk of this because of quote-unquote liberal prosecutors who are going to look at an issue and say, oh, yeah, well, uh, this person may be claiming self-defense, but uh, I don't like the factual background that led to this person needing to use force and self-defense, and so I'm going to file a criminal case anyway. So criminal prosecution is sort of battle number two, which is what you got to worry about if you use force and self-defense. Because the way the law of self-defense works, and if you listen to the gun guy show, you understand this part. The way the law of self-defense works is it takes an act that would otherwise be a criminal act. In fact, could be a very, very egregious crime. 
like killing a human being. Is the act of killing a human being intentionally? Is that a crime or not? Well, under many circumstances, it certainly is. It's murder. You can go do a whole bunch of time in jail or even under some circumstances, what we call aggravating circumstances, get life in prison with no parole or even the death penalty for intentionally killing a human being. But the law of self-defense takes, takes that same action, which is intentionally killing a human being, and says, no, under some circumstances where it's justified, not only is it not a very, very serious crime that can land you in jail for decades or life or even the death penalty, no, it's not a crime at all. You go home and sleep in your own bed at night. That's exactly how that law works. And and it all is determined by whether or not you meet the test under the circumstances of your use of force for justification under the self-defense statute. Or I say self-defense, by the way, that's always going to include defending other innocent parties. So if you're not justified, can you be criminally prosecuted? Absolutely. Can you believe yourself to be justified and have criminal charges still filed? You bet. Prosecutor's office may simply disagree and file charges. But then let's say you don't get prosecuted at all. Or let's say you do get prosecuted, but you win. You have the case dismissed. Or you even win it at trial to show that you were justified. You can still get sued, potentially. You can still get sued by the injured bad guy. Or let's say you use deadly force. The bad guy's not still around. His family. File a lawsuit. It's called a wrongful death lawsuit. And try to collect civil damages from you for having caused the quote-unquote wrongful death of their family member. And so that's what, in going to this lecture, winning battles two and three, that's what that was all about. Because, okay, you won the gun battle. You won the fight where someone was trying to break in your house or someone was trying to hurt you on the street or commit a violent felony against you. You won that battle, but now you got to worry about criminal prosecution. you got to worry about civil liability. The Indiana Self-Defense Statute for many, many years had some, some language in it right in the Self-Defense Statute, and, and this language is still there. This says, no person shall be placed in any legal jeopardy whatsoever for the justified use of force as defined in this chapter, and that is the self-defense law. I'm paraphrasing that, but that's almost exactly what it says. And so we had this long-running debate, well, what does any legal jeopardy mean? It certainly would mean you can't be prosecuted and convicted for a crime, because what you did was justified. Does that also mean you can't get sued? Because in that, in that, in that, again, in those lectures that I've been to many times, and not just the one class I'm talking about out in Nevada, I've been to many others, where an instructor at some point said, by the way, if you use force, even if you're justified, even if somebody breaks into your house in the middle of the night and they get hurt or they get killed, because the homeowner defends himself, because you defend your home, you're going to get sued. Just count on it. You're going to get sued. And I always remember sitting in that room here in that lecture saying to myself, asking myself, why is that okay? 
you're going to get sued. Just plan on it. And a lot of people say, oh, yeah, guy breaks in your house and you hurt him, you kill him, you're going to get sued. Well, that's what we took a hard look at in 2019. And it was based on a particular case of mine. Because, by the way, in my many, many years as an attorney, I just hit 40 years as an attorney, which is shocking to me. But I've defended a number of people. I believe it's eight now people who have taken a human life in self-defense in the defense of a third person. And every one of them were absolutely justified. Some of them, they were simply under investigation because they'd used deadly force. Like the hero in the Greenwood Park Mall shooting, Elijah Dickin. He was certainly never prosecuted for a crime. But when you're being a part of, you're caught up in a homicide investigation, it makes a lot of sense to have a lawyer. Other people were sued or were prosecuted for a crime or both. But I had a particular case, actually goes back a little bit earlier than 2019, that really compelled me to say, you know what, it's not okay that we should just expect to get sued if we defend ourselves or we defend our homes. That shouldn't be all right. That shouldn't be accepted. And, 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 and when I hear one of those lectures, oh, yeah, well, even if you're completely justified, you're going to get sued. Everybody sits around and nods and say, oh, yeah, well, that's going to happen. I've never, I've never been okay with that. And so here in Indiana in 2019, we changed it. And we changed it in a very good way. I'll tell you about the case, and I've talked about it before, but it's worth revisiting. Certainly worth revisiting because it involves a very heroic young lady, a single mom at the time. But we'll talk about the case that inspired it and then, and then the change in the law and how that change in the law has benefited someone here very recently, uh, right here in uh, Mary County where I'm doing the show from right now. Let's get back to what I was talking about, which is uh, self-defense immunity and how that law changed here a number of years ago. And this case actually started unfolding uh, for me anyway in early 2019. But a couple of years earlier, I believe it was in 2017, there was a very heroic young lady, single mom, had uh, it was just going through a divorce, uh, a couple of teenage daughters. In a, in a very small town down in southern Indiana, Rising Sun, Indiana, right on the, the river. There's a, there's a casino down there. It's a pretty little town, but a small town in Ohio County. By population, the smallest county in Indiana. But um, she was in, an, in a more or less rural area, and her mom called her one afternoon and said, do you see this guy parked across my driveway? She goes, no, that's weird. And she looked out her window because her mom was her neighbor in this fairly rural area. And and she looked out her window and she saw this kind of beat up compact pickup truck parked across her mom's driveway, sort of half in the street, half in her yard or on the driveway. And there's a guy that's in the truck, but he he was acting really strange. He'd get out of the truck, he'd get in the bed of the truck, and he's like digging through the trash that's in the bed of the truck. And he's like picking up like, like cigarette cartons and shaking them. He's looking at them. I don't know whether he's looking for drugs or or what, but he's muttering to himself and he's just acting really weird. And so she's talking on on the phone with her mom about it and said, you know what? This guy's acting really strange. It's really weird that he's parked across your driveway. Well, let's just call the police. 
So her mom calls the cops, calls 911. And a, a local officer who's actually a conservation officer is in the area. But before he affected the stop, he actually was off duty, but he had his son with him. And he didn't want to do a traffic stop with his son. And his son knew Kisty's daughter. And, and again, the, the lady I'm talking about is Kisty Phillips. And again, I've talked about her a lot. Uh, she's a real hero to me. She's a hero to a lot of people for reasons I'll describe. But, but Kisty's daughter knew this officer's son. And so the officer dropped his son off and then went around to, to, to see what's going on with this guy. And as he saw the police car coming in behind him, he, he started moving. He started driving and he ended up right in front of Kisty's house. An officer turned his lights on. The guy pulled over and right away got out of the truck. And he's cussing at the officer. He's, he's yelling at the officer and, you know, the pro, profanities and other incoherent gibberish. The officer's going, look, you need to get back in your vehicle, sir. And he just ignores that. He goes, that's all right. Stop. Put your hands on the vehicle. He ignores that, too. And he basically walks right up on the officer and j- tackles him, plants him, puts him on the ground on his back. And now they're fighting and they're fighting over the officer's gun. And the officer's not winning this battle. The bad guy in this situation turned out to have been a, a, a high school wrestler. He's, he's a pretty stocky guy at this point. And he's high on several different drugs, including meth, as it turned out. So he's fighting the officer. He's winning the battle. They're fighting over the officer's gun. And officer's losing that battle, too. And at one point, they're watching this, and they realize the officer's in immediate danger of getting shot with his own gun. Kisty grabs her handgun and heroically runs out there, and she's yelling at this bad guy, stop, stop, get off him, get off him. Stop, stop. And now the gun's coming around, getting very close to being pointed at this officer's face. Kisty realizes there's nothing else she can do. She fires a shot. She, she intentionally shot this guy in the shoulder, thinking she would just knock him off the officer. A lot of times people just see people getting shot in movies, and they think, you know, as soon as you get shot, you go flying through the air. And in this case, a bullet deflected off a shoulder bone and went through both lungs and killed the bad guy. Now, is that the justified use of deadly force? Well, what is it? You can prevent yourself or a third person from serious bodily injury. Is getting shot in the face with your own gun serious bodily injury? Well, of course it is. Is getting murdered serious bodily injury? Of course it is. You can also use deadly force to prevent the commission of a forcible felony. Is someone shooting a police officer who's just doing his duty lawfully, is that a forcible felony? Absolutely. So she was preventing an unlawful forcible felony, to wit, murder. She was preventing serious bodily injury or death to this officer. So absolutely, she's 100% justified. Officer said later that when he heard the shot go off, he thought it was him dying. Said he saw a little, uh, said a little prayer that he just hoped his son didn't watch him get murdered. But in fact, it was a heroic young lady who grabbed her own gun, ran out of the house, and defended that officer with deadly force. Fully, absolutely, completely justified deadly force. So is that the end of the story? Well, unfortunately, it's not the end of the story. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, 
and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Let's get back to the subject at hand. So I was discussing what happened with the heroic actions of Kisty Phillips down in southern Indiana. Her name was Kisty Janin at the time, if you want to look up the news report of this. But she was absolutely, completely justified. Local police officer, certainly the hero, or the officer she saved called her a hero. Local FOP called her a hero, Fraternal Order of Police. Local prosecutor's office called her a hero. No consideration at any point of filing any criminal charges against her because, of course, what she did was not only heroic, but it was fully legally justified for the reasons I went through before the break. So you would think that would be the end of it, right? And we have language. We had language at the time in the self-defense statute that says no person shall be held in any legal jeopardy whatsoever. Well, you'd think that pretty much puts the end of it, puts the end to any legal issue. Well, now, almost two years later, so sometime early in, late in 2018, early 2019, Kisty gets sued. Gets sued for millions of dollars. There's a, a law firm right across the river from Rising Sun in Cincinnati. They filed a lawsuit, a wrongful death lawsuit. I said, oh, well, she just overreacted. She, they were suggesting she's just a hysterical female who overreacted and ran out there and shot a guy when there was no need to shoot him. Totally ignoring the fact this guy was about to shoot an officer in the face with his own gun. But filed a lawsuit. And oh, by the way, since this unfolded in Kisty's front yard, where the traffic stop occurred, her homeowner's insurance was implicated. Let's talk about homeowner's insurance for just a minute. Homeowner's insurance, you know, has a liability provision. If somebody, you know, gets hurt, injured on your property, and they say you're liable for that, or their estate, their survivors say you're legally responsible for that, then you have liability coverage. But there's an exclusion to the liability coverage for intentional acts. In other words, if somebody comes over to my house and I just haul off and punch them in the face, for no reason, with no justification. I don't have any insurance for that because it's an intentional act. However, there's an exception to the exclusion. Sounds like an insurance policy, doesn't it? There's an exception to the exclusion, which is I can use force legally if it's justified to defend myself or another person. So this is on her property, so her homeowner's insurance gets involved. But first of all, they say, well, we want to control the defense. We're going to hire a lawyer. We can settle it if we want to settle it. And oh, by the way, they sent her what's called a reservation of rights letter that says, if you're found to have not acted legally and justifiably, then there's no coverage for any liability. So in other words, she's getting sued. If the plaintiffs would win... What they're asking for, which is millions of dollars, doesn't mean they're going to collect that much, but that's what they're suing for. And 
And in order to win, a jury, for instance, would have to decide she was not justified in what she did, then she has no coverage for that. So well, this is not a good situation to be in, particularly when she wants a passionate defense. She wants it proven that what she did was right, because to suggest otherwise is very, very painful. Because she had to go through, listen, I mean, this is a, 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 a God-fearing, single mom, good person with a good heart. She didn't want to take anybody's life that day. It was a very, very traumatic experience. Then to get sued on top of that and be facing the loss of her home, the loss of her kids' college funds, loss of all her finances, big deal. And now they're saying, oh, well, and by the way, if you're found not to have been justified, there's no insurance coverage. Tough situation to be in, but again, it has a happy ending, which we'll get into when we come back right now. We're taking a break. Let's get back to the topic we've been running throughout the show because again, uh, Kisty Jane and uh, later uh, Kisty Phillips, uh, and you heard the story before the break at the top of the hour. She heroically saved the life of police of a police officer and still got sued when there was no hint of anything she did illegal. But because this happened in her front yard, there was homeowners insurance involved, and there was a three hundred thousand dollar limit on her homeowners policy. And wouldn't you know it, the family of the deceased bad guy who tried to kill a police officer. And their lawyer said, you know, we'll just take the $300,000 limits for the homeowner's policy and go away. And you won't have to worry about this anymore. And the insurance company gets to make that decision under almost any liability policy you're ever going to have. And the local FOP down there, the Fraternal Order of Police down in Rising Sun, Indiana, looked at this whole situation and they didn't like anything about this. Not only the fact that she'd been sued, but the fact that the insurance company could really call a lot of the shots. And so what they did is they started a GoFundMe. And they called it, I'll never forget, they called it Kisty's Best Defense. And they raised a bunch of money. I mean, just shy of six figures. And then one of the officers as part of the FOP actually called NRA in Virginia and said, hey, we're looking for a self-defense attorney would be the best one to have in a situation like this in Indiana. And, and, I'm very grateful. NRA told them to call me. And so they did. I got, I got a call from Kiss to Yourself, and she sort of interviewed me over the phone and made the decision to hire me. And after she hired me, I told her at the time, I said, Kissy, not only are we going to win this ridiculous lawsuit, because you didn't do anything wrong. I looked up all the, all the media reports on it, and they were all completely consistent with what she told me. I said, not only are we going to win this frivolous lawsuit, but we're going to change the law. Because it, I, I hearkened right back to what I talked about in the first hour, which is sitting through these lectures at firearms training facilities, where they've said, well, you know, even if you're completely justified, even if you don't get prosecuted, you're going to get sued. Just count on it. You're going to get sued. And thinking to myself, that's not okay. Why is that okay? Why does everybody just accept that? Like, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. No, hell no. This needs to change, at least in Indiana. And you know what? Maybe it'll take off and we can change it many other places as well in many other states. So we did two things. I started defending the lawsuit and sent the message to the plaintiff's lawyers that I was involved. I I didn't have to worry about getting paid in the sense that there was this GoFundMe account set up. 
So that wasn't coming out of Kisty's pocket. So she didn't have to worry about that. And that was through the good work of the officers down in Rising Sun, Indiana, who set up that GoFundMe. But secondly, I started working on a bill. And I called some of the pro-2A legislators in Indiana General Assembly, and Jim Lucas was the first guy I thought of. And I called Jim Lucas, and I said, I said, Jim, I'm going to write a bill in Indiana that makes it very clear that there's complete immunity for the lawful and justified use of force and self-defense, even as against a civil lawsuit, and creates a mechanism to get one of these cases dismissed early, thrown out. And I want to provide a deterrent to any such future lawsuit. And Jim said, oh, sounds great, guy. You write it, uh, send it over, and I'll introduce it. And that's exactly what we did in 2019. I wrote it. We sent it to the legislative services there in the state house. Their job is to to sort of finesse it into looking like a statute, but I'd written a number of bills before, so they didn't have to do much. And we started going through the process. And I'll tell you what, the most compelling thing of the whole out of the whole process, the legislative process, is that Kisty, and listen, she wasn't looking for any limelight. She wasn't looking for any attention. This whole thing was incredibly traumatic to her. She had to take a human life. She's a she's a religious lady, a God fearing young lady, single mom, good person. She wasn't looking for any of this. But you know what she did? She made the decision to come to the state house and she testified in both the Senate Judiciary Committee and the House Judiciary Committee. And she put herself through that and she had to relive the trauma of the whole event, including the trauma of getting sued and feeling like she was going to lose her house and her kids' savings plans and the whole spiel, college savings plans. And she was willing to do that because what she told me, she said, you know what, guy, if a lawsuit like this is successful, if somebody know they can, knows, if anybody knows they can be sued under these circumstances, even though they're completely lawful and justified, maybe the next person won't pick up their gun and run outside and save the life of that police officer. And that's why she made the decision to do it. So she was a hero again. She was a hero by saving the life of a police officer right there in her front yard. She was a hero again by showing up at the Indiana General Assembly and testifying. And it wasn't easy on her. It was traumatic on her. And I'll tell you, in both hearings, in both the House and the Senate, she told her story. There wasn't a dry eye in the place because of how traumatic the whole thing was to her. And she, But she was so eloquent. She was so well-spoken and telling the story, it affected everybody. There were some Democrats that were tearing up. You don't see that often on an issue like this. And that's why we got that passed. And I mentioned I wanted to build a deterrent into it. What's that mean? Well, it has immunity. There's a mechanism where you can get a case dismissed early based on the immunity and use the fact there was no criminal prosecution to say that raises a presumption that you were fully justified if you were not prosecuted, and you can use that presumption to obtain what's called summary judgment, which is an early dismissal of a lawsuit. And if you win a case based on the immunity, even at trial, based on a jury verdict or through summary judgment in an early dismissal, then the plaintiffs have to pay back the defendant all their attorney's fees. 
there's a mandatory attorney attorney's fees provision in it. That's how we wrote it. And get, guess what? When when this was 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 going through the committee process and was in the in the house, and we went in and we had this hearing in Jerry Tor's Judiciary Committee in the House. That that Representative Jerry Tor chairs. And does a fabulous job. By the way, he's just publicly announced that he's not running for re-election, and it broke my heart. I consider Jerry a dear friend. He's incredibly effective in the Indiana General Assembly. I've been in many meetings. I've been through a lot of discussions where Jerry's the only adult in the room, where people get mad, people get frustrated, and Jerry's the one to always be calm and smart. And uh, and we owe him a, a huge thank you. He represents a large part of Carmel. And uh, at right where my office is, for instance, and we've been blessed to have him in the General Assembly and blessed to have him as chair of the Judiciary Committee. And, and he's also a dear friend personally, so I'll still maintain, obviously, my relationship with him. But uh, to not have him in the House uh, and in the General Assembly anymore is, is personally breathtaking. But, but in that committee, when it was, it was clear this was, looking up, was being looked upon favorably by the legislators, I called the TV stations in Cincinnati where this law firm was that had sued Kisty in her case. Said, by the way, you know, Kisty came in and is, and is helping us get this passed, and this is going to get cases like hers dismissed early, and there's a mandatory attorney's fees provision in it. Just think you guys ought to know that. It's really interesting since all this unfolded right there in your backyard. And they all ran that story, including telephone interviews with me. And lo and behold, lo, lo and behold you know what happened? The plaintiff's law firm dismissed the lawsuit. They went, oh, hell no. We want no piece of this. But then ultimately we got that we got that statute passed. And that's the law of the land now. It has been since 2019. Governor Holcomb signed that bill along with Church Carey, a couple other pro-two-way provisions in it, right from the stage of the leadership conference of the NRA annual meeting 2019 that was here in town at the time. And that was a great day. And Kisty, Kisty Phillips was there to see it. But that's the law in Indiana now, and it's the strongest self-defense immunity law in the country. And I'm advocating everywhere I know to for other states to pick this up and get it passed there too, because you know what? You shouldn't have to fight that battle number three. If you were fully justified, there's no reason why you ought to face a frivolous lawsuit and face the incredible financial burden and financial risks that that entails. And it's a good law. It's a solid law. It ought to be the law in all fifty states. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do to 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 make that happen. In the meantime, we've got to apply that new law in another case of mine right here in Marion County, as I've talked about a bit. Uh, so we'll get into that here quickly when we come back. So new case. And, 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 and I'll get into this just briefly. And it's to some degree still pending. Summary judgment has been granted. Um, so it's in a process of being dismissed. Uh, but I want to name names and that kind of thing since uh, there's, there's still some uh, open ends. And the other side may appeal it. But it's a case uh, right here in Marion County where uh, it is a classic Castle Doctrine case where a husband and wife were asleep in their beds uh, right in Marion County. Minding their own business. Three o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, the dog goes crazy. It's because someone's kicking on, putting their shoulder into the front door, trying to bust through the front door. This guy's yelling, let me in, let me in. 
and appears to be uh, appears to be impaired in some way, but he's not making any sense. He's going to let me in, and he's kicking on the door. And the the husband says, "Man, go away. We don't know you." He's like, "No, nah, let me in. Let me in." And he keeps trying to force his way through the door. And they tell him again to go away. This time, the guy goes around to the back door. Now he's pounding on the back door. Tries to get in through the back door, and by the the grace of God, it was locked as well. And the husband, by the, at this point, has retrieved his handgun, and he's saying, go away. I'm armed. Go away. And then uncontested facts were, at that point, this guy breaks a window there next to the back door in an attempt to get in. And the guy looks right through the, the homeowner looks right through the broken window and says, man, go away. I have a gun. And the guy says, you're going to have to shoot me and tries to come through the window. At that point, fully justified under the Castle Doctrine, off the, the homeowner fires a shot and killed the guy trying to break in. And again, I mean, nobody takes that lightly. That's a big, big deal. But he tried awfully hard to avoid it, telling the guy multiple times to go away. And only when he took that act of breaking the window and tried to come through, did the homeowner defend his home, defend his wife and himself? But just like in Kisty Phillips's case, Kisty Jane at the time, somebody filed a lawsuit. Oh, it's a wrongful death. It wasn't really justified. Police never for a moment recommended prosecution. The prosecutor's office never for a moment considered prosecution because it was fully justified. And at this point now we have the new self-defense immunity statute on the books that says there's complete immunity for the lawful and justified use of force. You can't file a lawsuit. And if you do, you're looking at mandatory attorney's fees after it gets dismissed. So what happened? Well, that's what we'll go into to wrap this up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So, I'm happy to say that just like Kisty Phillips' case, this more recent case in Marion County also, as of right now, has also a very happy ending in that uh, we had a hearing on our motion for summary judgment. The uh, very good judge right here in Marion County uh, saw this for what it was, which was a case that should be dismissed under the new immunity statute that's been on the books since 2019, and uh, not only granted summary judgment, but requested the defense attorney, that, including me, to uh, submit uh, their final bill for legal services, at uh, which point uh, there would be an award of attorney's fees, where the, the plaintiffs who filed the goofy lawsuit to begin with uh, has to uh, has to reimburse uh, defendant their attorney's fees and so it's it's an important case and 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 listen I don't talk about it here on the radio to gloat because uh, we won uh, gloating is always fun I just do that at home with my wife I don't do it much on the radio the reason I'm talking about it here is I really want word of this uh, to get out and I want I want lawyers to know about this uh, it's only been on the books here for a few years, like I say, since 2019. But the law's changed in Indiana. And 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 listen, if 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 the facts were different, and if this was not justified, 
if someone has actually committed a criminal act and, and hurt you or hurt a family member or killed someone, and there's a potential for a wrongful death lawsuit, if it's based on a criminal act where something was done to, to, to harm your loved one or to you, and it was not legally justified, then have at it. This doesn't affect that in any way. And if there's any evidence, if there were any evidence in this case that, in fact, the shooting was not justified, the use of force was not justified, that would have defeated the summary judgment motion, and we'd be going forward to have a trial. It only applies where the, where the plaintiffs can't come up with any evidence to rebut that presumption of justification that arises from no criminal prosecution. If there's any evidence to rebut that presumption, then, hey, let's go have us a trial and may the best side win. But that's not the case. And where there's no evidence of criminal activity and plaintiffs are just trying to extort a settlement, especially from an insurance company, well, it doesn't, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not worried about the insurance company's money. That's not my point. But they tend to do that more often because a lot of insurance companies would rather just pay a settlement for X amount of money rather than pay 2X in defense costs by defending a lawsuit on the merits. And that's why that's such a dangerous precedent, especially if those people get paid. And here, not only. Do these plaintiffs not get paid? They have to pay back the defendant's attorney's fees. Now, will we ever see that? Will we ever collect it? I don't know. That'll be the next chapter of the story. But in the meantime, the word should go out. And I enjoy spreading the word. In fact, I, I really want to attend another one of those lectures where some instructor stands up and said, oh, by the way, you know, even if you're fully justified in using force to defend your home or you're fully justified in defending yourself or your family, you're still going to get sued. Just count on it. You're still going to get sued. Happens every time. I want to be in the back of the room in one of these really big lecture halls, and I want to stand up and put my hand up and really loud, I want to say, not in Indiana. And that'll be satisfying because that's exactly the case. We've changed that. This lawsuit should have never been filed. I was surprised they continued with it after we raised the immunity statute. 